The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss artificial intelligence and public relations. Joining us is Shama Haider, who is the founder and CEO of Zen Media, which is an award-winning B2B PR and marketing agency that serves technology-driven B2B brands seeking to maximize their key moments and drive demand. Yesterday, Shama and I talked about snooze or news, artificial intelligence for PR. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how to determine newsworthiness. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Shama Haider, the founder and CEO of Zen Media. Shama, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. It feels like it's been a while. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, but we actually recorded this episode five minutes after we recorded the last one, but it was published yesterday. So we're just going to play along here and pretend like it's a brand new day. Good morning or good afternoon in your case. And yesterday we talked about your new artificial intelligence led tool that helps people understand if they should snooze or news their press release. Is it actually interesting and how to write a better press release to make sure you're going to catch some attention? And one of the things I want to double click into is this notion of newsworthiness. You can always think of PR as a marketing channel. Your press releases can help you drive SEO traffic, get people talking about you if you can figure out if what you're saying actually is of interest. So when you were putting together the snoozer news tool, how did you think about gauging what is actually newsworthy, knowing that what's newsworthy today might not be newsworthy tomorrow? I think part of what we looked at, Ben, and, and the way we also built this tool, right, is we built it on top of ChatGPT. So we trained it. So all the people that you love at Zen Media actually went through oodles and oodles of press releases out there to mark up what we believe from our lens, right, all their expertise makes for a good press release. So is it newsworthy? Is it a good headline? Are we leading right here? So, and we pulled these press releases from various points in time. So it wasn't necessarily what's new. So the interesting thing about this tool is it's not so much a timeliness factor. And so it's a really good point. You can take any press release from any time because what it's grading on isn't necessarily how relevant it is from a chronological standpoint, but is it an interesting release? Do you have a solid headline? Is it novel? Are you announcing something with no panache, which is 
poorly written. I mean, some of these press releases that get put on the wire are painful, Ben. I mean, you've seen them. I've seen them. I've written them. (laughs) I've written some terrible press releases. Let's not kid ourselves. (laughs) The funny thing is the people actually writing these press releases are very smart, capable people who've been asked to essentially say, no, we want this. This is what we need to put on the wire. So part of me kind of felt like when we made this tool that they would not be able to put something in front of their boss and say, listen, forget my opinion, but objectively, here's what the tool says about this release. And so that's kind of what I had in mind was thinking maybe it would help to have some objective because boy, golly, do we love our data, right? Back up to say, well, I know that we disagreed on what we thought was a good release, but here's a fun little tiebreaker tool. I'm going to pick your brain here and apologies in advance for asking you for free consulting on the podcast. (laughs) But this is a legacy project I worked on. My first startup was a brand called strumschool.com. And this was in like 2005. So kind of before Google Hangouts and Zoom were popularized. And what we were doing was connecting guitar teachers who were on call and potential guitar students for on-demand lessons. So somebody's sitting around playing guitar and they can't figure out how to play this one riff. They can press a button and a teacher is there to walk them through it. Great idea. Never worked. But one of the things that we wanted to do was focus on building some PR to get some SEO traffic, build some credibility, and just start to get some awareness. So I did a press release announcing the launch of strumschool.com. And it was picked up by all sorts of local papers, the Houston Times, the San Francisco Chronicle. But the press release wasn't really that novel. Hey, there's another tech startup that's coming to try to solve a problem that may or may not exist. What did I do wrong? How could I have written a press release that actually garnered some attention? Or I guess maybe what I should ask is, what would Snoozer News say when I put my press release into its tool? So many factors. So here's the funny thing. We also looked at novelty. It's funny because it's like, how unique is that? So that's the first part. It'd be like, so this is one of those things where it'd be like, Ben, love you. It's a snooze. (laughs) And what do we come up with that would be more interesting, right? So maybe if it was something about Justin Bieber got his start learning how to play these very keys on the guitar, which tells you how much I know about music, the strings, whatever. There are strings. You are right. Right? And now you too can learn to maybe you will be a great pop star one day. So I think that kind of novelty factor, it needs something with a little bit more sizzle. So that's always the hard part. When you're doing something that feels like it is a press release for your company, we've hit a milestone, we received some award, we launched a new product or feature. Hey, I want to tell the world about it. And often that isn't actually what is newsworthy. So when you were building the snooze or news product and you started to think about how to break down and evaluate the scoring system, I was just put in... The NFL had a press release. I put it into Snoozer News. Apparently, somebody forgot to include Michael Irvin as one of the hosts of a TV show, and they needed a press release apologizing for forgetting him. I know. Oh, my gosh. Michael Irvin, poor guy. You're going to have to sit at home with your millions of dollars. And I put it in and, and there's a grade, right? The clarity, novelty, spelling and grammar, AP style and overall. The novelty portion is where this press release fell down, where it was a 60 out of 100. That means that you're able to evaluate novelty. What were the criteria that you used to build novelty in your scoring system for Snoozer News? 
So we had the team dive into lots of things, right? Lots of press releases to get a sense of novelty. And it's exactly that. It's kind of that feel of, would this be interesting to, so now you have to put sort of your journalist hat on, right, Ben? Would this be interesting? And I think that test is where human judgment comes in. And that's where we probably trained it more than just chat GPT. And building that kind of novelty meaning and some of it is, you know, if you have an interesting brand attached to it. So almost anything Apple does is exciting just by virtue of it's Apple, like whatever new product they've got coming out, whatnot. But for others, you have to be a little more creative about thinking about novelty. In an earlier episode, we talked about if you don't have that, you have to create that. For example, let's be very meta about this and say we could have put out a press release about AI and how Zen Media works with companies that are doing AI and using generative AI and all these tech-driven B2B clients of ours. But there's no novelty there. There's nothing exciting there. There's like, all right, cool, right? Got it. (laughs) It's informational at best, but it's not novel. Instead, if we create Snoozer News, an actual tool that takes what we're talking about and creates something fun and has utility for our audience, even if it's an industry tool, now all of a sudden we're cooking with a little gas. So I think that's kind of how we were looking at novelty from that lens. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. I just found my Strum School launches on-demand guitar video lessons and put it into Snoozer News. And as luck would have it, my press release is better than the NFL's. It is equally well-crafted in terms of how it was written. The clarity, the spelling and grammar, the AP style. Turns out it was just as novel as Michael Irvin not being remembered to be announced as a host. So, hey, at least strumschool.com is on par with the NFL. We've finally made it. And thank you (laughs) for Snoozer News for pointing out what I've been saying all along. That's great. No, I'm I'm so glad, Ben. And sometimes I think we are also our harshest critic 
And sometimes you're just not going to have the novelty factor because for whatever reason, that news needs to get out for your shareholders or public companies have to do it all the time. Get it. But then there's all these other factors. That's why we have, is it clear? You can still not be novel and still be clear, right? You can still have clarity. You can have originality. You can have, did you just follow AP style? It's amazing how many of those releases don't just follow like, you know, good comms principles. All right. So fixing AP style and grammar and clarity, those are things that are more writing exercises. But as we click back into novelty and use Trump School as an example, what do you do when your news story that you have to get out there because your boss is telling you or you really want people to know about isn't actually novel? I'm launching a Me Too product. How do you figure out how to turn something that is not newsworthy into a story? So the best case scenario is create something around it. And this is what's known in our world as a publicity stunt, Ben. It's when you create something that helps you announce that product a little bit better. I'll give you two examples, right? Of kind of a fun one and then even a boring slash fun one. So, well, maybe I'll do the boring slash fun one first. Listen, we work with a lot of SaaS companies, a lot of tech folks. And so when they release a product or a feature or whatever, the instinct is, all right, let's do a release. But what if instead of that, we did a LinkedIn fireside chat with one of their best customers talking about that release and having a chat around how that's helping their business and what that looks like, and then taking the takeaways from that conversation and doing a release around that. So now there's an event that you've created. So a big part of that is, can you create and craft an event around it? doesn't have to be a physical event. So that's an example of a remote event. In We've also worked in, this is a fun story too, and we're working with DFW Airport, which is one of the largest airports in the world. Dallas has a lot of great things. <laughs> it's quite a hidden gem. So when we were working with that airport, they had launched a new terminal. It's a snooze, right? We're launching a new terminal. Yippee! <laughs> yeah. And so well, we, we brainstormed, we thought, what could be fun? And we were working with a bunch of great partners and their team on it. And one of the ideas that came about was, well, what if we gave a, a shopping spree? Because look, the stores in this terminal are amazing, right? You've got your Louis Vuittons and your Hugo Bosses. So it's a great terminal for shopping. And we thought, well, why don't we surprise a passenger with a shopping spree? So that's essentially what we did. We found these passengers at random. They were actually going on their honeymoon. They won a $10,000 shopping spree. And then we invited all the media. So it became an event, right? They had 10 minutes to run through and grab as much stuff as they wanted, a $10,000 value. And it was great, great television, great media across the board. So that's your first step, right? If you can't do that, your next best is to at least make the message as clear and crafty and clever as you can without actually doing something novel. Here's my takeaway. Sometimes what's news to you isn't news to the people that you want to reach. You might be doing a product release that is interesting. Maybe it's going to make a big impact in your business. Maybe it's going to allow you to reach new markets. But it's not something that's going to get people out of their seat, standing up and clapping. It's not going to get them to shout from the mountaintops, your product has arrived. So what do you do? Do you just release a press release and take some SEO value out of it? 
Or can you build another experience, another event, another publicity stunt that's going to get people's attention and let them know that what you're trying to announce is actually relevant to them? It's not just about what you're putting on the page. It's some of the things that you're doing as a brand to garner attention, to get eyeballs, to have people have the awareness that your brand exists and that your products or features are relevant to them. Shama, any last words before I let you go talking about how you can make your products or services more newsworthy? The one takeaway I hope that people do have from this, Ben, is that you have to have that creativity. You've got to be a little bolder. And the way the world is going now where cost per acquisition is increasing, the noise is getting stronger, is you've got to have more creative ways to break through that. And part of creativity, which I think is gets downplayed so much, is the inherent risk. So we've launched this tool out there is there any guarantee that it's going to be a super duper success? No, we don't know that. But creativity is also like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets, the better your chances of striking gold. Make news, not snooze. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Shama Hyder, the founder and CEO of Zen Media. If you'd like to get in touch with Shama, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Shama, that's S-H-A-M-A. Or you can visit her company's website, which is zenmedia.com. And if you're interested in snooze or news, you can find it at snoozeornews.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even apply to be our next guest on the Martech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.